Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Date me, a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single. Even if uh, you fill up a balloon with cum and tell me to <laughs> eat the cum out? I don't know. <laughs> that one was bad. Anyway, my guest today has a book called Groomed, and she's really wonderful, and she grooms my dogs. It's Jess Rona. I want to cue up like a thing where I have like audience clapping on my phone. <laughs> Honestly, that would be a real treat. I Just think so. Audience clapping. I think whenever, I have it somewhere. Whenever you say a definitive statement. <laughs> whenever anybody introduces me. Just like a round of applause from a crowd. That would make me happy. Are you opening a physical yeah, shop? I am. This is so exciting. It's I think crazy. I saw that on Instagram. Yeah. Where is it located? It's going to be in Larchmont. Ooh. Fancy schmance. Truly. Yeah. That is fancy. What a treat. I'm so excited. It's going to be so cool. When does it open? Hopefully. I'm just saying in spring. Oh, okay. Because that way I don't have like a real date. There. But I've been grooming out of my garage for five years. Mm-hmm. And it's just the business grew out of the garage like two years ago. I was like, You're the Bill Gates of dog grooming. <laughs> the Bill Gates. Because I think he created Microsoft in a garage. That's true. So did Dyson. Oh, really? Like there's so many big companies that started this off in the garage. Means you're gonna be huge. a mogul. You're I gonna be a so. dog grooming mogul. I can't wait I want for it. To be. Also, I just love what you do with dogs' tails. Thank you. Jess uses temporary dye, mm-hmm. and you get a signature ombre. I do permanent and temporary. Oh, I didn't know we you did permanent. Do, I think we've only done temporary on your kids. Yes, because John, I can't think John thinks he it makes commit. Charlie look too feminine, and I'm like, he's a dog. <laughs> Who yeah. cares? Yeah, and also temporary dye, it does the same thing. Yeah, It just doesn't last as long. Mm-hmm. But I think we could do permanent. But what I could do is like a pastel-y kind of color Ooh. so that it fades really quickly. Mm. And then you can make John happy. But I want Charlie to have like a striking like deep, deep purple tail or something. Don't tempt me. Because I'm going to do it. dye all of Charlie. We could no. I feel like just the he tail would look would be, wild. If he was all white, it would be easier. But sometimes, if the dogs aren't pure white, mm-hmm. it just the color mixes with their natural color, and uh, it doesn't come out as vibrant. Well, Clyde's isn't vibrant because he's brown. But we, he has but, white in his tail, or like a lighter mm-hmm. brown. 
He also has white on his chest. And I was like, maybe. <laughs> I'm so in. He gets a purple chest. You know I want to do it. And you know I would do it for me more than you. <laughs> I need to bring them in because... They're stinky? Not stinky because I washed Clyde the other week with human shampoo, mm -hmm. which maybe was not good. Not good. No, <laughs> it's not great. Because dogs have a different pH mm -hmm. than humans. Oh, what no. happened? Did he get itchy? A little. Yeah. And it's also human shampoo is usually pretty fragrant and uh, dogs have sensitive noses. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to guilt you. No, no. All I'm, I'm trying to do is get you to come over. Mummy. No. Bad dog mummy. Bad mummy. Bad mummy. No. How did you get into dog grooming? I got into it just kind of by chance. Um, my mom used to buy cat food at PetSmart. Mm-hmm. And I used to, I grew up in the Valley in LA. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. In Reseda, deep in Reseda. I know. That's where I buy wigs. Wigs? Mm, there's a really? wig shop in Reseda. Oh, is it massive? Mm -mm. I want to go. Well, okay. So she would have to go to PetSmart because they had this special kind of brand of cat food that her cats would eat. Mm -hmm. So I went along with her. I was about 17, 18 and there was a help wanted sign and there was all these different jobs on the um, application, like you can work with aquatics or birds mm -hmm. or cashier. And then it said dog bather. And I was like, well, this is the least nine to five sounding job ever. <laughs> and I didn't have a dog growing up. I didn't know anything about dogs. So I just started learning how to wash them mm -hmm. when I was a kid. And then I organically slowly started learning like how to clip nails and how to trim pads and what's a schnauzer cut. And what is trimming pads? You know, their feet, when they get fuzzy feet underneath, those are their oh. pads. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, right? That was my reaction. <laughs> oh. Oh. And she just looked at me like, okay, get to work. But um, yeah, I just, I just slowly learned. And then I've always been an actor and a comedian and wanted mm -hmm. to do that. So I, I was like never fully committing to, to learning to groom dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, I waited tables. It was like my dream to just wait tables, mm -hmm. big dreams, um, so I could have my days free to audition and that kind of thing. I moved to New York and I stopped grooming dogs altogether. And that's when I started doing UCB. Mm -hmm. And um, I just waited tables, did UCB. And then I was like, you know what? I After six years, I don't really want to wait tables anymore. Mm -hmm. I kind of had always kind of groomed dogs on the side, just like as like a day job, a couple, like a part-time day job. Mm -hmm. And it was just this thing I knew how to do. And so I was like, I want to get really good at dog grooming and improv. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, I just immersed myself in both of those worlds. I love it. Where did you wait tables in New York? The Stanton Social. Do you know it? It's in the lower, well, yes. it was in the lower east side. Yeah, it's it closed, it's right? gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I waited tables at a place called Pernima on 54th between 8th and Broadway. Ooh. And uh, what kind of food was it? Indian food mixed with American food. Did you stink after you worked there all day, like curry? Maybe, but I <laughs> never noticed. Okay. I don't think I have a good sense of smell. Really? I don't know what my smell is. Well, I don't know if anybody knows what their own smell mm. is. But, like, I could just picture, you know, if you're, like, in the essence of curry for mm -hmm. six hours, you're just going to smell like yeah, it. Yeah, maybe. But then I worked. So I didn't work on the Indian side. Okay, this place is wild. So there was one side that was Indian restaurant, one side that was an Irish bar, and then a what? back room that was a cabaret room. <laughs> so I worked in the cabaret this? room. It was bananas. It's featured, I think it's season one, episode two of Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> Where my old roommate Jen is featured and she's just confused the whole time. She's like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, neither did the, well, the person who opened the, the place mm -hmm. didn't have any focus probably. And was yeah. like, I want this. Zero focus. And then I want this. Also, it was the dirtiest restaurant I've ever worked Ew. in. Well, it's New York. Ugh. I also worked at a place called Chat and Chew, which was um, less dirty. And I had a manager named Booba. He was uh, this big, big, big man, just like round. And I remember at one point he was like, Nicole, what are you going to eat for your shift meal? And I was like, ooh, I don't know. Maybe. And then I started like listing things. He was like, you ever think about just drinking some water? What? And I was like, how rude. I was like, you're also fat too. You can't shame me for being fat while you're fucking fat. Isn't that amazing? The things we remember. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's <laughs> such a specific thing that uh -huh. he probably like went on with his life and didn't yeah, think anything. And that about it fucking again. stung you. And you're like, uh -huh. you know what? Fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. Now I'm heated. I mean. No, but like, yeah, Uber. it's crazy. The weird dude. 
So you and your husband, Eric, have been together. He literally just did the podcast. How long have you guys been together? We've been together for a little over eight years. That's I can't believe it. This is the longest relationship cute. I've ever had. Really? Yeah. Maybe it'll be the last relationship you have. I hope so. <laughs> um, so eight years, which means you didn't have to do the apps. No. What a I blessing. Didn't, that but... is such a dream. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. They're bad. Yeah. I, my friend, I have a single friend and she, I was like, let me look. Cause mm -hmm. she's like, doesn't have the best picker and she always picks mm -hmm. idiots. And I'm like, give me this fucking phone. And I was just looking and I'm, I was exhausted after mm -hmm. like 12 minutes. It truly is like having a second job. Like you have to like come no. through these fucking dummies. You got to talk to them. I matched. So I'm on Hinge. I really like Hinge. <laughs> Why do you like Hinge over, like, are you, are you like a Raya person? I am on Raya. I got off of Raya. I'm back on Raya because Channing Tatum's on Raya. <laughs> really? He and is beautiful. so hard he to mess with so Channing Tatum. Beautiful. We're never going to match. But like, I he was like, just heavenly beautiful. what if... I'll take it. I'll take the chance. I have yet to see him on Raya. But um, this guy, so I, I like Hinge because uh, honestly, they're the, like, I've only met nice, normal people from Hinge. Really? Yes. Okay. Like, I have not met any crazy people yet, but like I match with a crazy person. He sent me a message that said, so I said my childhood crush is Captain Picard from Star Trek. And he wrote a message like he liked it and then wrote a message about it. And it said, make it so. Oh, shit. That's a little aggressive. Engage. Shit. That's worse. Earl Grey tea. Hot. Okay. That's safe. Wait. What did I just send? So I wrote back. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> wait. Hold on. <laughs> Why did you write back to that? Be I, because I said, this is literally an insane <laughs> message. And he said, swing for the fences, I guess. Can't survive in L.A. without trying to stand I out. I hate him. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wait. Why are you wasting your precious I, I time? No wonder it's a second what's job. What's wrong You're... with him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did that recently when like a like a spam call was like, uh -huh. "Ma'am, you are up for your you know re up on your subscription." Blah blah. blah. And uh -huh. I was like, "What are you selling me? <laughs> I don't. You have my sub." And I was just, I took some nice time to like talk to this person. And Eric's like, "Hang up the phone." Sometimes but you I get need it. to do it. So I said, "Okay, fair." And then he said, I can't imagine how many mundane messages you must have to ignore. I'll consider it a win that I got a response to something that clearly has 0% success rate anywhere else. But he didn't write zero. He wrote like a literal O. <laughs> I hate and I said, yeah, I, I guess it's him. a good strategy. And he said, if you can believe, I'm very green to this world of uh, matching apps. So I have little to no idea the etiquette beyond what my younger friends have told me. And honestly, their strategies seem a little aggro for my current speed. How old is he? I, hold on. Let's I, see. I, he I, is... 35, not that oh, old. Oh, man. So I was like, God, I know these strategies are. So I said, what are the other strategies? <sighs> and then he said, mostly a lot of bro phrases, bad pickup lines, and the ever so useful, hey, I've learned to not ask people with kids about their kids through these apps, and incompetent sentences or broken English equals bots. So many profiles say they're just looking for an honest guy, but when you tell them you're freshly separated from someone who left you, they tend to disappear. <laughs> Not because of lack of honesty. <laughs> no, it's because of honesty. Nobody needs to know yeah, all of that upon TMI. meeting you. Uh, so who knows? Maybe I should join the rest of the crowd that refers to the fairer sex as slot machines. So I said what? slot machines is one I have never heard. He goes, keep swiping till the slot opens up, I believe is the saying. I said, oh, wow. <laughs> he said, not my line to take credit for it, but... The way I used to watch guys incessantly swiping when I was working on productions, whenever they'd get to a new town, I could easily see how it was an analog for them. So this man. <laughs> now, I just feel sorry for him. Crazy. Yeah. And then also, he's not. Mm, I don't think he listens to the pod. I don't know. He's not like the most attractive person for me. He's not attractive to me. Uh, and he seems to not like people who do well on dating apps. He seems to like have some trauma or something that he's just like telling me. And I'm like, I don't need to know any of this. Okay. I'm going to read you another conversation I had with somebody because this one made me laugh. So I have a picture of me holding a giant dildo because I'm fun. <laughs> and he said, I want to see this picture. Okay. I'll show you. 
Uh, but hold on. He said, he commented on the picture and said, nice. Is that what you like? So I said, yes, tear me apart, daddy. <laughs> oh because I wasn't interested in him. I just wanted okay, to play. Okay. And he said, gladly. I said, oh, yeah, daddy, would you rip me? Would you rip apart my gaping sloppy hole with your big <laughs> hunkering monster cock? Would you then feed me cookies after to make me feel better about being torn apart, daddy? And he said, yes, as you wish. I said, well, what kind of cookies? He said, oatmeal raisin. I said, ew. <laughs> That's what you say ew about. <laughs> yes. Like, he just wrote, ha, 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 ha. Oh my God. So uh, that's that. Do you just, this is just entertaining for you at I this mean, point. Sometimes, for the most part, you're just like, fuck this. I want to play. I Sometimes, yes, it is fully entertaining when I'm like, oh, I have no interest in ever meeting up with you. Uh, and I'm sure he had a good laugh, you know? <laughs> I hope so. Oh, I hate it. I hate that too. What? So what happens when you match with someone or, or talk to someone that you actually do like? Oh, then I like, I'll go out with them. But you don't talk about sloppy slots <laughs> no, or anything no, no, like that. No. Okay, sure, sure, um, sure. I, people keep telling me, they're like, maybe you should take down that giant dick picture. Uh, but I leave it up because hopefully you'll giggle about it. One, two, if you can just message me and not acknowledge it, then I'm like, okay. I feel like you're on the same wavelength as me. Mm -hmm. uh, or you can be like, this is funny. And then like we can move on. But like if you're like overtly sexual in the beginning, then I'm like, oh, I probably won't. So it's kind of like you're protecting yourself. You're it's like a filter. It's yeah. like the person who can respond the way I want based on this block. I'm giving. It's like a test. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what it is. I think so. I think that's a very good way to uh, to describe what I'm doing. Yes. Um, but yeah, I tried to not message for a very long time and I've stopped asking people out. I, mm -hmm. if you want to go out with me, uh, you have to ask me Yeah, because I've learned I like chasing people and that's not working. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, so stop. you want to start off by having them pursue yes. you and then, um, I guess uh, when I decide I actually like somebody, I'll be like, okay, I like you. Yeah. Once I, both people like each other, the games are over. Yes. I I just dated the worst guys before Eric. Really? And I would chase them. I was just, oh, they were the comedy guys mm. that were just like, you know them. Oh, yeah. You actually know them. <laughs> um, but like, I would just, just do anything mm -hmm. to be near them and just a puppy dog and they treated me like shit. Mm -hmm. So I had big walls up when I met Eric and I shot him down for a few years. But then I was like, then he started treating me kind of like shit a little mm -hmm. bit. And I was like, Oh my God. Anyway, like, that's oh, like a whole other story. But rude. like, yeah, I, I used to, I mean, chase the guys that were just the shitheads mm -hmm. that really wanted nothing to do with me. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like I listened to your podcast I'm such a fan of yours because you have yes. this ability to be so beautifully honest and vulnerable, um, but it's so on your terms. Mm -hmm. Like it's, I you're ready to be vulnerable within like a boundary of comfort. Yes. But it still gives your audience and fans like a glimpse into like your truth. And it's really beautiful. Thank I just you. worry that you're, you're, you have like this with dating. I'm like pushing and pulling. Mm-hmm. You're like, and I worry about your, I'm like so, such a fan of your podcast that I'm like listening to this and I'm like, well, if you have these beliefs about men and you're so scared of it, but you want it so bad, I just want it so badly for you, mm -hmm. but it's just such a push and pull with it, you know? Yeah. Uh, Did I get too serious? Real no. I don't, I mean. Um, I do think I, I, I've realized a couple of things recently, like I realized uh, I like chasing people. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't realize that that was like a thing I was actively doing. And then yeah. like kind of pushing away people who would chase me. Um, I also realized I think I have an actual fear of being in a relationship mm -hmm. because I don't know who I am in a relationship because I've never been in one. Mm -hmm. Is that and the real fear? I think so, because anyone I've dated or will date has probably statistically been in a relationship so they know oh, what they're so like in a relationship. It. So then when mm -hmm. I finally get into one, I'll be with someone who's been in a relationship, knows what they're like in one. And I'll be like, I'm I'm like an adolescent, if you will, 
you know, because I don't have that experience. Wow. What an interesting thing to get stuck in your head about. Mm-hmm. Like, just know, like, you're with me a certain way and you're with your best friend a certain way. Mm-hmm. So you're different with everybody. So when two people connect for the first time and like they're in a relationship, they're just they're a new version of themselves. So no mm-hmm. one knows what they're going to be like with you. Oh, you know what I mean? Yes. Like I'm with, yeah, I'm different with everybody depending on who mm-hmm. the friend is. So I don't know. I I I have other theories about you. What are your other theories? This is me just based on like the little information that I have. Uh-huh. I feel like uh, obviously this is like a hook in your anxious mind that's like, oh, well, they. this is like a, a nice, comfortable, pr- makes sense reason to be afraid mm-hmm. and push a relationship away. But you say you want to like be cozy and just watch Netflix and not, you know, talk mm-hmm. too much and just how was your day? Call you from the road, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You just want like an easy, loving relationship that's not, doesn't have a lot of pressure. Yes. Um, But I feel like you're, you also are so afraid that someone's going to leave. Yes. So um, the if you, if you're driven from fear, it's just a mess. I want you to like, you're so loving and vulnerable and beautiful. Your soul is so beautiful. Jess. I know. Well, I mean, this is just, you know, we don't hang out that much, but mm-hmm. I just know you from knowing you, but like, it's such a gift that it would be any person's honor to have that as a gift. And if you lead from love and not lead from fear, just tap it, just practice. If you Mm -hmm. notice the fear brain coming in, I have a lot of anxiety and I've worked through it and I'm like completely a different human than I used to be. Mm -hmm. But I named my anxiety Abby. (laughs) No offense to anybody (laughs) named Abby. It just starts with an A. Someone named Abby is listening. They're like, fuck Fuck you, Jess. Fuck, I'm bad. No, but like if you compartmentalize the voice and Mm -hmm. don't identify as the voice, if you just know that that's your Abby or your critic or whatever, and you know that that's not who you are, it's Mm -hmm. the fear of like, well, they've been in a relationship. This is like a story you're telling yourself to protect yourself. They've been in a relationship, so they know who they are in a relationship, and I haven't, so I'm an adolescent in this. And it's just like a story you're telling yourself to protect you. Mm-hmm. I just I just would love to see you lead with love, and and just you got to leap. You got to leap and let the net find you, or you it, the net will appear. Leap and the net will appear. Mm-hmm. You do it in your career. Yes, because— You're so out there, Well, in and you're fearless career, in a way. I have control. I, no, you don't. Yes, I do. Do you? Yes. Okay. Because do, do, does anybody? I think in your career you do. Okay. So like if I say I have a bad pilot season, I can mm-hmm. then choose to go on the road and like really build up my stand up. Or I don't get this one thing. I can always do something else. Like I can direct a movie mm-hmm. or I can do a short or mm-hmm. I can. There's like ways I can do so things. There's several that propel, open doors to you. Yes. Okay. And then, but then in a relationship, you date somebody, I can't force you to like me. But that relationship could be the bad pilot. And then you can go to another relationship and that could be the movie you're directing. And then you go to another. I don't know. I'm a, am I an you, asshole? You're like, no. fuck off. You're married. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, it's like one of the, because I, I'm a very passionate person. And then when I decide I like somebody, like I like you and I want you to like me as much as I like you. But I find myself in these things where I like the person more than they like me. And then I also don't even like I, I I don't know when things are supposed to happen. Like, when am I supposed to be like, can you stop dating other people? Because Mm -hmm. I only want you to date me Mm -hmm. or I don't know. It's. I know, friend. Ugh. It's I hate it's, it. I don't know. I hate it. And then, you know, when you come on too strong, like you scare somebody away. Yes. I wish relationships, there was like rules. You know, airports have rules. Mm-hmm. You have to go through TSA. Mm-hmm. You have to go to a gate. You have to wait till your zone is called and you get on a plane. Why can't we have those rules in relationships? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, it's because everybody's so layered. Yes, everyone is so what does Shrek nuanced. Say? He's an onion. <laughs> yeah. I love Shrek. <laughs> I just, man, yeah. And everybody has their own thing. But like when you know, when it's right, it just fits and it's not hard. It's not mm-hmm. a struggle. It's not, you're not pushing a boulder up a mountain, you know? 
It's just easy when it's right for both mm-hmm. sides. It just, it, you don't have to try so hard. With my relationship, though, it wasn't easy in the beginning, mm-hmm. but we kind of figured it out. Intimacy and relationships are so sloppy. No, so many relationships don't survive because mm-hmm. intimacy is so hard. It if is. we didn't have couples therapy, I would not be with him at all. We would not I be together. I love that you guys go to couples therapy. Oh, yeah. I I think more people should talk about it and go. Totally. And not wait until it, there's an issue in the relationship. Like, not wait till your relationship is fractured to try totally. to, like, fix it. Yes. It's like, we have trouble communicating, so we should figure out why we have trouble communicating. Yeah. And my therapist said that every single relationship has a big, unmovable boulder in mm-hmm. it. Everybody has a thing that neither person will budge on. The only, the main thing that will keep any couple together is if two people want to stay together. That's mm-hmm. the only thing that will, you're, you can withstand literally anything. If both people want to stay together, they will. But like, yeah, we, if we didn't go, we, we've gone through so many ups and downs and every relationship does. Mm-hmm. Nobody has a great relationship. But some people, Eric's whole thing was, I don't think he'll mind me talking about this. But um, for the first year, I was just going to this therapist by myself and Mm -hmm. she was just changing my life. And I loved her. And she's like a mental chiropractor that like clicks you into place and gives you like a nice perspective. And you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, maybe I am okay. Um, But then he was like, no, if I go, then she's just going to tell me how how things um, how fucked up I'm being. He said this on the podcast. He did? Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. And so finally he was like, fine, I'll go. And now like he goes without (laughs) me. We go together. It's like he's a new man. But yeah, it took about a year for him to come around. Mm hmm. But man, if he didn't, we very much would not be together. I, I also think. would love to date somebody who's in therapy mm-hmm. because it's like if I'm going to do the work on myself, I would like you to do the work on yourself. That is so good. And yes. I know like a lot of people are like, I can't afford therapy. And I do talk about it a lot. But like I'll say it again. There's sliding scale therapy. Mm-hmm. If there's a will, there's a way. Um, yeah, they like look at your check and then. They, you like someone just messaged me the other day and was like, thank you for talking about sliding scale therapy. I found one close to my house. They looked at my uh, checks or whatever, and I paid $30 a session. So like if you can, you know, maybe you don't do one thing to pay for therapy. Mm -hmm. $30 to some people is a lot of money, but like you just have to like give and take and is like, is your mental health worth it? That's what you have to look at. Uh, It's like, what kind of quality of life do mm -hmm. you want? Yeah, I'm such a believer in therapy. I just, I like it so much. And uh, sometimes people are like, yeah, but like, what, why would I want to talk to someone who doesn't know me? And I was like, because that's they exactly have a, why. Like, an unobjective, uh, like, they can, they, they have nothing invested no in you. Yeah, they no don't, bias. They don't mm-hmm, know anything. Mm-hmm. You, they know what you tell them. Yeah. So also, you got to be honest. Totally. I went to one therapist and I was not honest. Oh, I think we've all been there. She tried to hypnotize me and I said I was hypnotized. No, really? <laughs> yeah. And she what? like didn't realize I wasn't. And I was like, like, maybe you were bad. <gasps> That's like faking an orgasm. I know. Oh my God. I don't think I've ever faked an orgasm. I never have. I, I never have. Yeah, I don't. But like, I, but maybe someone has thought I've had an orgasm because I enjoy sex. Yeah. So like I'll make noises even I'm like even if I haven't come or I'm not going to sure. come. Sure. Yeah. So maybe they're just like, ah yeah, she came. Oh man, poor guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've had like a couple guys be like, Did you come? And I'm like, No. <laughs> Did you come? No. Because I can't just say yes if you didn't. So do you so you you don't want to have just like hookups with guys anymore. You wanna hold off. I do get real horny. Uh, so like. Yeah, but then like right after and then you yes. go home or whatever. It's yeah. just like that feeling for me. I just if especially if there's like if it wasn't that great. And mm-hmm. It's like, what the, what's the point? Oh, I ordered that vibrator you talked about with Kate Spencer. Tracy's dog. No. Oh, wait, which one? The Womanizer. Mm, the Womanizer. I just got I I Did went, you enjoy it? I haven't gotten it in the mail oh. yet, and it said it comes in a discreet package. Mm-hmm. I think you'll enjoy it. Okay. Because I like that one. My new favorite one is this thing called Tracy's Dog. Okay. Where it's the Womanizer, which is a clitoral sucker, and then it has That's a G-spot little dude. That's crazy. And they both vibrate, 
and I fell out of my bed. Yeah, so <laughs> so who even needs to have shitty sex with a random you are person? Correct. But sometimes it's nice to have the weight of somebody on you. Oh yeah. But then I was like, maybe I'll just get like a heated weighted blanket. <laughs> heated and weighted. That's uh-huh. a thing. And just pretend. Uh yeah, I mean, I don't want to just hook up with people anymore. I would like to connect with someone on uh I guess a spiritual level. Yeah. I don't know. I just want to like be with somebody that I enjoy being around. Yeah. I feel like you have very, a lot of clarity on who you're looking for. I think so. But the universe is like, okay, so we know that you want this person. So, but you can't push him away. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I listened to your podcast. I know. I, I truly, we don't have to get too deep. We can talk about other no, things. No, it's fine. I, I truly don't make you feel like, do. I know I push people away because I Cause I do scary. get scared that they'll go yeah, away. I know. Uh, I was like dating this dude. This was a while ago. And I was like so excited. And I really, really liked him. And then we decided that we were like dating each other. And then he went away. And I was so sad for so long. Yeah. And the relationship wasn't even that long. And my therapist was like, no matter how. She's like, the relationship could have been 20 minutes. You're allowed to mourn it because it happened like it was an experience you thought it was like gonna be good and then it wasn't and you're allowed to be sad for as long as you want to be sad I was sad for so long can I ask you questions yes do you believe in the law of attraction I don't know what is that so um I've been reading a lot about it lately there's an author called Abraham Hicks Mm -hmm. and it's just about whatever your thoughts whatever thoughts you're thinking create an emotion within you and that emotion is your frequency and your vibration and like what you're putting out there and the universe gives you that Ah. so I that's like the most basic way of explaining it because like I'm new to it but Mm -hmm. I do wonder if if your narrative is I'm afraid and I'm focused on this thing I wonder if you're kind of creating it in someone else have you have you ever heard the of the Pygmalion effect yeah so but, it's like when you believe something uh-huh. about someone, you create it in them. Oh. I, that, I could be getting that wrong, but it's like there was like some some thing where these uh, lab rats were being tested by mm-hmm. these scientists. And some of them had their part of their, this was back in the 60s, but part of like their brain removed or something and Mm -hmm. like they were given these tests and then some just had it look like they had surgery they just had like a little scar on their head Mm -hmm. but by the scientists beliefs the the rats that that they were testing that didn't have the surgery because they believed it that the rats were actually doing the thing that they thought they were supposed to do because of Mm -hmm. a surgery or like these professors were told this group of students has this learning disability or whatever, and this doesn't. Mm -hmm. And because of the professor's beliefs about the people, they created that in the students. It's like, that's called the Pygmalion effect. I'm just like reading this book on leadership and it talks about it, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if it's like something that you're like, this is a thing that's so big in my psyche That it's like the universe is giving this thing to you that you're focused on. Mm -hmm. Regardless of if you tell the universe, I don't want this. The universe doesn't respond to words. It only responds to your energy and like what you're focused on. So if you're focused on something, like I wonder if it's like you're making it a thing. Maybe. I don't know. Too hippy dippy? Should I take off? Not too hippy dippy. I do this insane thing where when I am dating somebody and I text them and they take too long to text me back, I text Sashir and I go, they haven't texted me back. And she goes, calm down, they will. And then they they do. do. (gasps) I really do believe that you're about to meet someone that's going to get cut through the the shit and Mm -hmm. he's just going to stay. I really believe that this person is right around the corner. Okay. I really do. And he's going to know your shit. Like, I told Eric, I'm like, when I'm in a mood, just laugh at me because I know I'm in a mood and I'm being an idiot. I'm, mm-hmm. He calls me mouthy. He calls me a goddamn shrew. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> He's like, you're being a goddamn shrew. And I'm like, I know. Like, mm-hmm. here we are. And it's just funny when you can laugh at it. So I think the guy that you're going to meet is someone who has the biggest sense of humor 
and we'll just call you goddamn shrew and just be like, stop pushing me away. I'm here and I ain't going mm-hmm. nowhere. So that's the kind of person that I think that you're going to create and like manifest. I just want you to like really release the fear when he okay. comes. Text me. Okay. And I'll say he's going to, he's going to stay. Okay. We have to take a break. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving. And I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. And we're back! (laughs) 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 
Like, what just happened? Well, we had to take an ad break. Oh, God, those ads. I'm going to buy all that stuff. A quip? <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be on this episode, but I love my quip. Do you? Yes. Do I need one? I genuinely love this toothbrush. Really? Okay. Yes. Sold. Well, that was easy. Do you have a code? Probably. Date cool. me. Okay. Yes, Marissa? Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Am I getting too preachy? No, you're not getting preachy. Um, I think it's, I have been working, so I haven't gone to therapy in like three weeks. Uh, and I don't like phone sessions because I can't see her face. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it is nice to hear that because that is something that Mary tells me. What? That I create narratives in my brain. No. Mm -hmm. She's, wow. Yes. She's like, uh, and she tells me all the time that feelings are not facts and that I have to stop filling in the blanks on things. Uh, so it oh, is that. something that I am working on. So it is something nice to hear Whoa. to just remind myself that I truly like, uh, if someone doesn't like text me back or, or if I'm like, do you want to hang out on Sunday or Saturday? And they're like, Oh, I have to work Saturday. And I'm like, Oh, work. That me, oh, so that's, you're gonna okay. like see sort sure, of bitch sure, after sure. work. Yeah. And it's like, what? Is that what it what no. she means by filling in the blanks? Yes. Okay. Wow. Because yeah. it's like someone tells me something and I won't just take it. I'll go, oh, you're saying this because of this other thing that I don't know about that I'm just gonna make up about mm-hmm. you and I'm gonna think about this thing I've made up. Yeah, or like if um I think someone's mad at me and I finally go, are you mad at me? And they're like, no, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh my God, I had this whole thing in my brain that you mm-hmm. were mad at me. And that's you're not why- the only one that does that. I know a lot are of you, people do. Is it, do you consider it to be a truth when you're in the moment of like, they're mad at me? Do you really believe that they are? Do yep. you know, it's like, this is how it mm-hmm. is. So, wow. Okay. Cause I'm wondering if there's a way that you can be like, oh, that's Abby or whatever the name is. If yes. you could just be like, let me question this. Is this true? How do I, and do I know for a fact that this is true? Sometimes I will take a step back and be like, you're being a crazy person and you have to just calm down. Yeah. So then I just like try to take a moment and do that. But you're not being a crazy person. It's not you. It's that thing, that voice, mm-hmm. that's the ego that's protecting you. It's all it's doing is trying to protect you. But it's not you. It's I wouldn't jump to judging yourself because we all have it. That's yours is what just like Yeri a big. Says. <laughs> well, it's just yours is just a big, loud, booming voice, mm-hmm. and I don't think everybody's is that overbearing. But I wonder if you can strengthen the the higher self within mm-hmm. you and and really listen to that voice because man, I I hear it. I hear your higher self. I see it with all the beautiful things you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I want to I want to know what she believes and what she has to say and not this critic voice that's like overpowering you. I mean, it's, it's so weird because I only really get in my own way with personal relationships. Like my career, uh, you know, you're doing things for the multitude. So it's like, if some people don't like it, whatever. There's other people who do. But in a personal relationship, when one that person that you want to like you doesn't like you back, it is so personal and it's devastating. Mm-hmm. Thank God you're not like that in your career. Oh. Because I'm like that in my career. Are you? Yeah. And it stumped me so much. Mm-hmm. And it's just so wonderful that you don't have that. And I And I wonder if there's a world where you can like turn the switch off and just apply that to your personal stuff. I wish. It's so hard. I, it's. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. I'm just, yeah. I, I guess it's, um, I think it has to do with like abandonment issues and whatnot and just like relationships I've had with my family. Uh, For sure. Just, That's totally it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Life is exhausting. Oh my God. It truly is so long. It's so long. It's so exhausting, but it's it's also so beautiful and wonderful. You're so sparkly and special. You're sparkly and special. (laughs) Um, Would you, when did you have your first relationship? I was, I was so afraid of men for so long. I did not have Eric's really, I had my first relationship when I was 23 
and it was so sloppy and messy and it didn't last very long. Mm-hmm. But um, and then I was single for like 15 years. I just really could not settle with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of walls up and I was I, I had a lot of fear of vulnerability. And um, so I really didn't have a good long relationship um, from 23 till like 30, late 30s. Mm-hmm. Really good one, you know. Wait, how old are you? Is 40. That rude? I just turned 40. Really? Yeah. Uh, here's the thing about getting older. 1979, baby. I know, it's crazy. I don't know what anyone's supposed You're to look young. like. You're young. You're like 33, 34. 33, 32, or 39. I don't know anymore. <laughs> But I could pull up an article and it'll tell me. I have no idea why in articles they'll be like, this actor, 42. And it's like, why? 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 Yeah, why? Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. You are literally affecting maybe the likelihood of me getting a job. Totally. Because a casting director goes, totally. oh, I know how old they are and they're too old to play this part or too young. And it's like, yeah. but what about what I look like? Totally. It's very exhausting. I know. And age, it's like, I don't have kids. And I feel like a 40-year-old with three kids and a 40-year-old with a dog, mm-hmm. you know, two dogs, they have or a third, they have a different life. Different yeah. people. So yeah, so I, you know, I sleep. <laughs> I sleep. I sleep. I don't have, you know, drooling toddlers on my teats. Yeah. The idea of children makes me upset. I don't want them. I don't want them. I don't want them. I used to want them so bad. Same. I wanted really? like eight children. And now it's like you and see the I truth. Like my friends are having them. kids and I'm like, yeah. that doesn't look fun. Doesn't look fun at and all. And then now it's all I see on your Instagram. And I'm like, I don't want to know <laughs> the choo-choo train ride you guys went on. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I will say this. I love that a lot of my friends now have Instagram accounts for their kids. Yes. So it's like, if you want to see a hundred thousand pictures of a baby, you have a you choice. Can. Because like, I feel like once you have a baby, that's your whole identity. Yes. I'm like, how do you feel about things now? Uh-huh. And they're like, Except, I don't know. I don't know, but my I've been sleep training uh-huh. and they're sleeping through the night and I'm I'm just like It is really funny though. <laughs> I'm an asshole. I feel like No, you're not an asshole. It's just so funny when someone is like incessantly talking about their kid doing these things. You're like, yeah, okay. So your kid learned how to sleep. Great. Cool. <laughs> I've been sleeping for years. <laughs> Wait, I do follow one baby. Oh, you do? That is so cute and special. It's a private baby account for this oh. like actor. And, oh. and I'll tell you who it is later. But okay. their baby is so cute. That's like the only baby I'll follow. She got a haircut. I'm going to comment. Okay. Because I want to know what she's going through. She's two. There's she looks a- so grown up now. Oh. I don't, I've never met the baby. This is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny baby I like. That like social media lets you like think you're friends with somebody. Totally. Uh, there's one baby that I do love. It is... Emily and Sasha's baby from 90 Day Fiance. This baby is like six months old and like eight feet tall. It is the (laughs) biggest baby I have ever seen. He looks like, you know, those big bears that you used to have as a kid where you'd be like, the bear is bigger than me. This kid looks like a big bear. (laughs) Its head is so big. It has the goofiest face. Oh my God, I want to (laughs) see. Oh, I'll show That's you. That's the only thing, like, I do, it would have been so beautiful if, like, I had a baby with Eric mm-hmm. because our baby would be so funny and just, like, coming out, like, with jazz hands and, like, just so hilarious. Okay, here's Let this baby. See. That baby's, oh my, like, that six. That baby's huge. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a t- that's a small man. He yes, was, his head is as big as his dad's yes. almost. It's the biggest baby. Also, we got to see the birth and she was like screaming through it. Ew. Did it's, you see his other posts on this? It says twins. He's showing Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. It's my friend She's Lydia like, who posted oh, oh. the picture of the baby and then said they're like twins. Oh <laughs> like my the baby's Danny DeVito. That baby's face. It's so big. Imagine that kid like standing on the foot of your bed. No, just I don't like, want this big fucking baby be like, Cheerios. <laughs> You're like, ah, who are you? And it has these like little teeth. It's <laughs> ew, it has t- I don't know why I keep saying ew. Babies are beautiful. Yeah, but like, I love little babies. Not They're really. beautiful. But yeah, they drool a lot. They drool so much. And they get it on their hands and then they walk and, and they crawl sticky. and there's like there's like drool handprints on your floor. Mm-hmm. It's triggering. It's triggering. Uh, yeah. Now Give me all the dogs. People want me to like meet their children because they've nailed it. And like Wait. truly, I, I say I don't like children in my act. 
because it's funny. But uh, I am very grateful that kids watch the show. I just don't know how to speak to them. Yeah. I like, what do you, I don't know. Yeah. What do you say? What do you, what do you say to a child? I mean, I feel like just tell, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm pretty good at talking to kids. They love when you try to high five them. Uh-huh. <laughs> they love when you shake their hand and mm-hmm. you don't let go and you say, let go. And you don't let go. And you're like, uh-huh. they're like, they'll laugh like, Hey, get off my hand. And then you just grab it. <laughs> hey, let go of my hand. I but think you're some the one holding kids it? like me because I talk to them like they're an adult. Yeah. Um. One of the producers on the show brought her daughter, who is maybe the funniest child I have ever met. She, I love. The first time I met her, she was like, you're my friend. And I was like, great, we're now friends. And we were walking to set and she raised her hand slapped my boob and then squeezed it and i was like excuse me How and old she is this just kid? laughed 13 maybe like <laughs> 6 what she's a bad little girl i love her she <laughs> <laughs> that would have shocked me it was her mom me, there yeah her mom was like oh my god can you not and i was like oh, she's can done this not? before <laughs> she's so not funny again and then Stop. she she came another day and I was like, you're back. I love you. Oh I, my she's God. so funny. She got kicked out of her camp. That's why she <laughs> kept coming Legend. to set. Legend. I was like, you're incredible. Cool. She, you, I love. Would yeah. I want to live with you? Probably not. No. But like, but like it's hilarious out, that you're getting kicked out of you're camp. You're very funny. That was me when I was a kid. I was oh, really? so bad. I was such a bad kid. I went to tennis camp and I would hit the balls over the fence. Where'd you grow up? New Jersey. New Jersey. Jersey. You can't Where? hear the trash. Um, Middletown, New Jersey, Monmouth okay. County. Okay. My actual town is Lingcroft. It's a okay. very, very small town. Now you're just name dropping. Town. You took you went to tennis camp in mm-hmm. New Jersey? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I would hit the balls over the fence so I could walk to go get it and not Ugh. have to fucking play tennis. Fuck yeah. Ugh. I hate my dad loved tennis and he really wanted me and my sister to be like Venus and Serena Williams. But that was never going to happen. No, no. My dad liked tennis, too. I, we, you know. He I wonder if that's like a dad thing. Probably. A dad, yeah. But your dad's, this was in the 90s? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I love how I thought about it. I was like, yeah, I was born in 86. So, yeah, I, was da- I grew up in the 90s. So, you do know how old you are? Yeah. 96, 2006. I just, it's a fun bit where I just don't 30, 30, <laughs> say 18, it. So, you're but 34. I, When's your birthday? Uh, August 29th. Leo? Same day as Michael Jackson, but only oh, one of us still celebrates. Oh, no. Which is my favorite <laughs> Oh, no. Did you watch the Michael Jackson documentary thing? I did, and I gotta say, what a bummer, you know? Um, And then, like, some of the claims have now been, like, refuted, and it's just, like, it's, like, a little sloppy. Like, they didn't do their due diligence on, like, everything. Oh. And I'm like, that's like, uh, to, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the truth is, but it, it was just, it was, it was like horrific to listen horrific. to. Horrific. Also horrific. Uh, this Harvey Weinstein, have you been following the no, trial? But Eric said that one of the women's testimony said that his penis was more like a vagina. Yes. And that he didn't have balls. What does that mean? I don't Maybe because the fat enveloped the balls. Maybe. And then she also said that he had horrific blackheads <gasps> on his back. Like, Ooh. and then. That he smelled like shit. And I was like, oh, oh my, my God. God. I was like, and we just let this man roam the streets? Ew. Isn't that disgusting? Yes, more than roam the streets. Mm, yeah. And then I was no, like, I he have gets not to be been like watching a that. powerful mogul? No, thank you. I don't watch anything, really. I mean, I'll watch like shows that I want to mm-hmm. see, but I don't, I don't follow news. Watch this. Oh, oh, I, oh, is it just listening? Uh, yeah, I was, no, I was like reading, reading an article. and I don't read that shit. I just, Ugh. yeah. I work. I it's just work so devastating. much. I also work, but I've been working on this thing where, you know, on a set, there's lots of downtime. So yeah. people just like read things from the internet to you. I've, I'm about to possibly make a show. And I, <gasps> oh, I, don't, yeah, I might be talking about me. it too prematurely. That's exciting. But I'm looking forward to downtime on a set. That would be awesome. I know I was like complaining about it. Oh, well, not really complaining. I, I, I like Did working. I say, did I tell you? You did. I haven't gotten an official offer, but I'll announce it. That's so very excited. fun. I'm trying to find. I this man had this thing on his app where I was, or in his profile, where I was like, "This is so weird." Can you tell me really quick why Hinge is better than Raya? 
Oh, because I just Raya, feel like Raya's so fancy. Raya's not fancy. Raya is bad. Raya don't has you have a to be lot fancy of self-important like, people. Yeah. And a lot of Australian DJs. I would so date an Australian DJ. Ew. <laughs> I want to be a DJ in my next life. Really? Yeah, I love, I, w- I would so be a DJ. I'm One, so into music. Oh, dang. I can't remember his name. Mm, he's got a restaurant in Vegas called Fleur, Hubert, Hubert Keller. Uh, he's an older gentleman. He's a, a chef, uh, has a restaurant in Vegas called Fleur. He is a DJ and I love it. And I'll like post pictures of his Instagram, like him like DJing. And he's like maybe in his 50s. And I love that he found this love for techno music yeah. late in life. Or just like any songs, just to like DJ a party, mm-hmm. you know? I want to do it, but I just, I, I think don't have you time. can. You just plug up your iPhone and you're like, this song. <laughs> yeah. This song now. I do have a, a Spotify and I make tons of Spotify lists. I Find feel me, just like a grooming. old person. I don't understand Spotify. Really? I don't get it. It's really hard for me to understand. I, so I, I use feel Apple you. Music and yeah. I'm the only person in America. And then everyone at the end of the year was like, this is what I listen to on Spotify. I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> But I don't use Spotify. All you have to so do is like, find your favorite me. band or whatever and just type it in and listen to it. And then on the top right, there's three dots and you can play the radio of that band. Oh, what's And then that it's mean? like any like song that's that related like that? to that. Mm-hmm. The same genre, same vibe. I have been on these apps and, you know, like, well, you're not on the apps, but sometimes you come across people and you're like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> this man said... I'll fall for you if your dancing is as good as your sarcasm. And for whatever reason, I hated that. Dancing? Like what kind of dancing? I don't know. Just I'll fall for you if your dancing is as good as your sarcasm. So I was like, you want a sarcastic woman with rhythm? Like, I guess so. Very specific. And that then, would turn me off too. I wouldn't respond to any of this shit. No, it's bad. This other person said, ideal first date ends with a breakfast. And I'm like, so you're like going to straight up tell me up front that you're trying to fuck? Uh, and then this person said, well, get along if you like adventures, traveling, have a sense, which is spelt wrong, of humor. And if after a hard day, you still have energy for me. And I'm like, you're asking for a lot. Wait, so these are just these are just opening lines. Yeah. So what if so the breakfast guy, you should I mean, you're not going to respond to any of them, right? No. Well, I mean, these are just uh, like on their profile. So oh, it'll be like a picture gotcha. like their bio. And then they can like answer oh, questions. This was like a message to you. Oh, OK. No. Here's another one. I just took a bunch of screenshots of these wild people. We'll get along if we just meet up in person and don't hate each other. (laughs) (laughs) Also, first meetup is not a date. You get a date if we click. Promise. Isn't that wild? You get a date? This person wants me to meet up with them and he's going to go, yes or no? No. If it's a yes, we get to go on a date. Get to. And he will decide. This person said, my dream job if money didn't matter, puppy connoisseur. What do you think that means? No clue. Like a wine connoisseur is someone who like knows about wine and I consumes wine. This person going to eat a knows dog. about puppies. Next. Yeah. I've been a matchmaker also. I think what? I told you this a while ago. Oh, yes. And I asked you to match with someone. And guess what? You never did. I never did. It's okay. Well, because like, I just, I don't know. I don't, I now you're on my radar, but I've matched two couples and they're still together. See, that's one of them for five years. Cute. Five I know. Years. It's crazy, and the other for like six years. Just I'm gonna f- now. Well, now you're on my radar. I haven't seen you. I know. I haven't seen you in fucking what forever. What the hell? You're what so heck, great. What the heck? I don't. Yeah, I just don't want a guy to be like, I'll decide when we're gonna date or none of that. Mm-hmm. You are a gift. You are a catch. You are a get. You are. Oh my god. <sighs> Thank you. It's true. And I'm so glad that you can just receive it. Just receive that because it's tr- it's the truth. It's very nice. It's nice to hear. I think you're a gift and I think you're <laughs> wonderful. I truly do. I think Thank you're you. the sweetest lady ever. Thank you. And I'm so excited for your brick and mortar to open. Thank you so much. I'm so pumped for you. I can't believe I have five employees now. You like have lo- What? what? That's crazy. I know. I'm telling you, you are the Bill Gates of this, okay? I mean, man. I'm so so excited. I'm like, what the hell is happening? That's so cool. Wait, what do your employees do? So I have one, two, three groomers. 
that I've been training. And then um, I have a, a bather, which is a funny title, but it's mm-hmm. um, he bathes the dogs and preps them. Mm-hmm. And I have another person who, do you know Bailey, Bailey Reese? Um, she's just an old friend who I just hired to run mm-hmm. my business, but she's also now an assistant. So oh. she's helping with like, we're building out a shop on my website. So I'm going to have merch. You're going to have merch? Merch. Yeah. Um, I actually just brought you something. Truly. Like I, you're going to be a fucking mogul and I, I love this. I brought you a sticker. Cute, cute, cute. I'm going to put it on my, uh, planner. Put it anywhere. I've been selling these. I say selling them in parenth- in quotes because- mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to raise money for the brick and mortar. So oh. I'm like, if you donate five bucks, I'll give you one of these. I'll donate five dollars. Okay. I'll give you five dollars right now. Thanks, friend. But we have to wrap up. This is sad. Do you have anything you want to promote? Other than your store that's gonna be opening? Oh my god. Just my Instagram, Jess Rona Grooming. It'll bring you joy. It will. It's got such fun pictures of dogs getting groomed. My favorite are the wet pictures. Really? Yeah, I really love a wet dog. That's good to know because I'm about to um, print out some prints to sell of beautiful, sad, wet dogs. Oh. And I'll make sure to give you one. Please do. I like it. Yeah. Okay. If you like this episode of, oh, how would you date me? Oh, wait. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? No, uh, I was, uh, my medicine has not kicked in yet. Uh, if you like this episode of Why Would You Date Me, you can subscribe. You can like it on iTunes. If you send me a nasty message, I will read it. This, I was like reading. Oh, the nasty message. I was in the middle of the nasty message, like scanning it. And then I was like, oh, wait, uh, is this a message or is this a, asking for advice? So this person is asking for advice. Can we give them says, advice? What? Usually I don't do this. I don't like to give advice, but this is a very funny story. Nicole, help. Friend, uh, listening to your podcast is looking, what? Listening to your podcast is like looking in a mirror and I need advice from a fellow slutty queen. Uh, I went on a first date with a man from Hinge, Hinge I love. Uh, He seems nice and normal and wasn't very funny, but he laughed at my jokes. We got drunk and of course I invited him home with me. Dick was fine, nothing to write home about. In the morning he goes into my bathroom in my home. He's in there for 15 to 20 minutes. I hear him flush like three times. I thought it was pretty bold to take a dank shit in a stranger's house, but we're all adults here, so whatever. Um, this man comes out and proceeds to tell me that he was doing a naked downward dog to let out some gas and projectile sharded liquid all over my white bathroom and had to throw away my shower curtain, bath rug, and hand towel. <laughs> Do I go on a second date <laughs> with this diarrhea sprinkler of a man or Venmo him to replace my things? You're the best. Sorry, this was long. All my love. <laughs> Shut <laughs> Uh, is, is that is that true? I don't know if it's true, but someone sent that to me in a DM. What fucking legend does downward dog to try Naked. to get the gas out? <laughs> what the hell? First of all, your belly is upside down uh-huh. when you do that. Yeah, that means if he anything, was just full. squat. He was full oh, of shit. God, ew. Is but <laughs> also like it project. I don't believe it, it. I don't know, but I mean, I've sharded. Not. But downward dog also, all over a white bathroom. I've never been downward dog while doing it. I'm usually wearing underwear so that I would catch it. <laughs> but I don't know the veracity of like a shark naked. Don't go out with the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's our advice. If this is true, do not go on a second date with this monster. Because that's truly what this person is. A literal monster. monster. And I would, yes, ask him to pay for it. No. Bye. Bye. Look at this investment in a new shower curtain as a gift that you needed a new shower curtain. Uh And do not make this guy pay for it. He's probably embarrassed if this is true. Bye. Don't even contact him. Nothing. Yeah. I I think that, Jess, I think that's beautiful. We should find out how much the shower curtain is and we should buy it for her. Yeah. If you want me, I will buy you a new shower curtain. I'll pitch in. If you, I guess, DM me again or email me at bacon can save bacon, B-A-C-O-N, can, C-A-N-S-A-V-E at gmail.com. Also, I know I give out this email address. Please stop signing me up for stuff. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so annoying. People will sign me up for like this weird shit or they'll like 
sign me up for something and then write an insane name, uh, like not my name. They'll be like, hello, uh, June, uh, here's the thing you asked for. And I'm like, I didn't ask for this. That's very Stop annoying. It. It's rude. It's rude and annoying. But, you know, it is what it is. I give the people the email and they, they can, can do save. whatever they want. But I would love you to stop signing me up for stuff. Unless it's something fun. Yeah. But I don't know what but, would be fun that would come to me in an email. I don't know. All right. That's it. Bye-bye. This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.